Yo, yo, what up, people? Welcome to another episode of the Cancel Me podcast. I'm one third of the Cancel Me podcast. My name is Henzo. In here, we got two other thirds. Come on, Jid, say something. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, what up, what up? Sam K here, we live, we in the building, we in the Zooms, we here on Twitter streets, we here, what up? You know, first of all, all, I want to start off with saying thank you everybody for 1,000 plays overall. We're going to keep this going, this is the fifth episode, so yeah, let's keep it rocking. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, guys. Yeah, let's get it. You know, I'm in a good mood, (laughs) low-key. Like, like it's winter, but like man's feeling that summer vibe. <laughs> yeah, we can tell. <laughs> oh snap! You sound jumpy today. You are here with shorts and shit. I have shorts. Yeah, that's, that's the, the short squad, man. <laughs> that's, the, that's the vibe right now. Like I'm in the I'm in the short sleeve t-shirt. I got shorts <laughs> on. <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> Just need a wife beater. You need the vest. <laughs> Wait, but why did they call it the white beater? Like, I don't know. We need. We need. Wonder? I don't know. We need to get into that. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> that's kind of sus. That's kind of sus. But yeah, damn. Yeah. Uh, are you guys ready for this episode? I got the first insert yeah. right here. All right, let's get into this insert. The insert reads. Have you ever changed yourself in order to appeal to a Han? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are any of you guys chameleons? <laughs> oh, damn. Listen, like, full time. Hey, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Yeah. I almost converted to a Muslim. <laughs> oh my day. Hey dog. <laughs> like I was dead I was dead ass. <laughs> wait! wait. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. What happened? How that shit go down? Wow. <laughs> Hey, it's like Whoa. her and I were vibing, right? It was okay. It was cool. Like we were vibing, we were good. And then <laughs> there was this religious barrier. And I was like, I can't be with her unless mm. I'm of the same religion as her. Mm. So I was like, ah, I know bit. Like if, if if shit does get serious, I'll I'll convert. I'll be a movie. Wow. wow. <laughs> Damn. Um, this podcast is getting a bit crazy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, MK, hey, man, I was whipped. I was whipped. Oh, damn, that's, that's, a, that's a spri- Yo, that that's is a like a spiritual sp- level of whipped. Like, damn, dog. Yeah, bro, oh, that's that's that, it. that's that spirit bomb love. <laughs> <laughs> Man was ready, but that's crazy. MK, you've almost, you said you would have got married if you had the funds. Now we have Lungelo here saying <laughs> he, he was ready oh, to come first. 
I've got to ask, dog, like, 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 you know, like, obviously religion is, like, kind of a big deal, you know? Mm. So, yeah. you know, if you were at a stage where you were telling yourself, yeah, to cross this barrier, you know, to make it work, mm. why then did it not work? Like, mm. where, where did it go left? Well, obviously, your parents had different views. She didn't like the idea of, a, of dating a black guy. Oh, snap. Yeah, I've been so, now there was a, so now there was a racial barrier. Oh, that's so many barriers. Yeah, yeah. that's a force field. Yeah. <laughs> they, they had the force field. <laughs> nah, that's that's deep. I was yeah. gonna say I was gonna say something else, but like <laughs> you blew you blew everything I was gonna say out of the. It's like crossing. It's like crossing the first roadblock, and then when you get yeah. to the other side of the bridge, it's just like half a bridge. There's nothing else afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I feel you, dog. I feel you, dog. Damn, I've been in a, I've been in a similar situation, but like it wasn't with the Muslim chick. It was just like with the white, like uh, Afrikaner chick. You know, oh, like I yeah. wasn't really Christian. Damn. I wasn't really Christian or anything. Like, like I'm not really mm. like you know. But she had me going out to them Sunday services and shit. I was out there, you know. But then, like, because it was black, it was like sort of a similar situation where it's like, yeah, nah, that's the one thing. Like, you know, I, I can I can only change my colors so much. You know, I can't change the color of my skin. So yeah, I think that's where like the limit of your chameleoning gets to, you know. So damn, that is crazy. Yeah, mm. I've I've also low key been in the same situation as MK. I've never tried to be Muslim. But like that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, he wins. <laughs> yeah, he wins for sure. But like, have, have there been any other situations? Like, obviously, apart from race or religion, like, have any of you dudes try to be like vegan or try to be like, oh, let me connect with my ancestors, getting your whole like moon. Mantra, meditating bag, like, what's happening? Come on, I pull the astrology bag. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yo, girl, Pluto in retrograde and Mercury looking mad nice. You know, you know what that <laughs> means, right? Like, no. Bag. What? <laughs> Wait, okay, were you reading bird no. charts? <laughs> hmm? Were you reading bird charts? Oh, no, my nigga. Bird. No, he was reading the stars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying star signs. My bad. Oh, yeah, man. That's like the most I go in terms of like chameleoning, dog. I, I pull out the star, the star signs every now and then. Damn. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had one of those. I'm trying to think. But I've, ta- I've, taken, up, I've taken up activities to get a honey. But then it ended up that I liked those activities in the end anyway. So it's like, you know, like, because obviously I'd be writing poetry sometimes. And the time that I started writing poetry was for Han. And then after she vanished, I was like, man, even without this girl, I'm still fired. Like this poetry is <laughs> then I was like, she helped you unlock a new ability. Yeah, she like a GTA gun or something. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she unlocked me, and I was like, yo, I can't stop now. Like, the people need me. 
<laughs> I was all yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah, but that's crazy. You could, damn. <laughs> I have nothing else to say to you. We've got <laughs> we've got one Muslim Muhammad Ali. What what do you what? <laughs> what? <laughs> this nigga wants to get into this. I can tell. <laughs> no, because I'm trying, I'm thinking now. Loki Loki Lungelo oh, could could act as like a brother of Islam if he was like in a film. <laughs> Like you have the look, dog. That's open. Don't lie. Yeah, that would be. Oh damn, dog. And then now we got uh, astrologer MK. <laughs> and here's all the poets, man. Yeah, that's that's, what, that's that's just how we. Move. <laughs> that's just how we be moving. Yeah, I feel you. But yeah, wow, I think we're done on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, now to move into something more off topic. So first of all, I want to say thank you everybody for listening so far and for supporting us weekly. We have obviously got to 1,000 streams, as I've said previously. And now let's get into episode five, False Prophets. Hey, are you ready for this? Are you just ready for this? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's get it. Okay, topic number one, voting. So the topic question is, do you believe in voting? First of all, let's start there. Do you believe in voting? There's more to it. Nah. Nah, dog, just personally, I don't believe... I don't believe in voting. Mm. Okay, expand. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> that does like I look at the options that we sort of have in the state. Like when I look at voting, it's like when we introduce it, it's normally like at a very late stage, like towards like you know like picking a presidential candidate. That's normally when most people start voting. And when I look at it from that level, and I look at the potential candidates that we have year after year for the stuff. Like, nobody gives me any faith, dog. Like, there's nobody that I look at and I feel like, yeah, that's my champion. Someone that, like, mm. There's no one that excites me, you know? So I'm just like, eh, I don't, I'm not really a fan of any big party or anything like that. So it's like, I don't really see, like, which, like whichever way it goes, it's all going to be equally bad, is how I see it, you know? But maybe mm. I'm just, like, pissing off with Jade and shit. Do y'all still believe in voting? No, I'm with MK with that one. Oh, wait. All right. Yeah, I'm also with you, but um, I feel like when it comes to voting, not just like the options we have, because obviously I agree with you, the options are looking dire. They're looking dead. <laughs> like, I'm looking at this lineup and I'm like, geez, bro. <laughs> like, but then my my biggest oh, problem. Shit. My biggest problem with voting is that I also feel that it should be something that should be um, incorporated into education. Like, for, instance, for example, let's, let, let's take LO, life orientation. Life orientation didn't teach me shit about life, dog. <laughs> like, be, like, it doesn't teach you anything. And that's like, 
because voting voting low-key although like a lot of people don't like politics or whatever but voting low-key is something that you have to educate yourself in like you can't just because you have to learn about like what each party stands for then you have to go into the back yeah obviously it is (laughs) it is so it's a bit wild but then That's Everyone's moving with the wind. That's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, not everyone, like, but most people be moving with the wind. Yeah. Nah, but like, my thing is, dog, I see like them move on certain topics or whatever, you know, like you're absolutely right when it's like, like people should be educated on voting. And I feel like a big problem is personally with me, like, you know, we have a local government. We have like a counselor and stuff. That dude earns like 50K a month. You know, that's a pretty good salary. Mm. I've never voted for him. Yeah. I never cared about him. I never like made any decisions like to put him there. But he's out here like saying yes, this and this and this is what should be done. So I think even on a basic level like that, like how do I interact with my local government? I feel like that's something which school should have done. Well, not should have, but maybe could have done sure. a lot more to help address and help me understand. You know, because I just don't know. Like the president is so far away. The president is so far away. He doesn't know my name. He doesn't know like my street. He doesn't know anything about me. So I can't really expect him or her to solve my problems, you know? But at the mm. same time, I feel like I can't speak to like <clears throat> my local politicians. Like, do y'all feel like your local politicians are helpful? Like where y'all, y'all are at? Like, do y'all feel like they invite you in to talk to them? And like, how do y'all feel about that? I wonder. Like our mayors and stuff. Are you talking about the mayors? Yeah. I don't, yeah, you just, know, you know, that's, that's, that's the thing when I say we need to be educated. Cause another thing is, um, those meetings that happen, the local meetings, they're very like underground. You know, like yeah. when you when you, you know you know when you're searching for, for it's, like, it's like it's like you searching I'm just picturing a Facebook post that was just like they are calling for a meeting. That's exactly how it is though, dog. That's exactly, it's so underground, it's like when you go searching for that one artist you heard and you can't find the man, that's exactly how <laughs> underground it is. Cause like when I try to think push- about it, when I try to think about it, like how many times have I actually seen a gathering in like the local city hall or the civil center or something. And you're like, bro, I've never heard about these things. I only hear, I, I hear after, after they've happened, you're like, Oh, today it was designed. You're like, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> By whom? Yo, yeah. And you and, notice how these things take place when, um, but like the politicians are campaigning, like maybe mm. during election time. Yeah. yeah. Like that's mm. when you really see the meetings happening with the community. Mm. The rallies. Yeah, then you start seeing your your neighborhood having local events all of a sudden. Hey, we yeah, have you start seeing- We're having the bride. <laughs> and you're like, come on now, bro. Like you could have greased me up way earlier. It would have been more convincing. <laughs> But now they're coming with the br- <laughs> We've got the chops. <laughs> We've got the chops. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. So, I don't know. Everything is, when it comes to voting, everything is as slick as how politicians are presented. Like, that's just, that's just my take on it. Like, 
voting yeah it's something that's not educated like because think about it you go 18 years of your life not learning about voting and then all of a sudden you just have to vote like what yeah what <laughs> like, <laughs> like think about that like that's crazy <laughs> that is, is madness. i think it's because like how it is man like voting before i feel like you like you, you know, you know our history, man. You know our apartheid. You know our apartheid history and stuff. You know, mm. like mm. I think it's because like the infrastructure which supports voting. You know, like the way that voting is organized and the way that voting moves. It's it comes from a very like elitist sort of place. You know, it comes mm. from a place where very few people really had open access to these channels. And even though the people who have access have changed and you know, we're in the position where we're at, it's still a very limited sort of process, you know? Like, I still feel very, very, very far away from it. So that's how I feel about it personally. And until, like, somebody changes it, I, I'm, I can't really do or say nothing about it, you know? But yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay, then now my next question on voting is why do we vote? <laughs> Damn. That's the, I don't vote. Is that the answer? Okay, next yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> that was the strongest answer we've ever had on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now nah, we killed that one. So next question. Yeah, nah, it. <laughs> next question. What would you do uh, yeah. if you were president? Mm. Okay, before we get into that, before mm. we get into that, okay, I want to ask: um, Do you guys notice the trend of like how politicians do things? So, go, going back to what I said earlier, with you know politicians only campaigning when um, when it's election time. So now that's when they start doing the meetings with the community. That's when they start promising things again. Like, mm. do you not see it as a constant cycle of every time they campaign, they promise new housing, uh, whatever it is that they need, service delivery, oh, right? Yeah. They promise all these things and then they get voted in and then they just don't do anything. Don't, it all goes back to normal again. Yeah. And then three years later, the same thing happens again. They build a few houses, they do a few meetings, they book venues, they speak to the people, they give them a little food here and there, then get the votes and then they're quiet again. Like, do you guys, not, uh, have you guys, like, ever see the cycle of like how you know the basically the government's running this country for the past I don't know like definitely like 15 years now yeah yeah definitely Definitely, like I think that's what puts me off of like the whole political landscape so much it's not like specific cycle you know like they pop up and they pop up in your hood with the with the with the black Mercedes with the yellow painting on it, you know. And then they take a couple of pictures with you, like, hey, they do a couple mm. dances, and then you know they give you a couple of shirts, and then they gone. You know, they don't really do like a lot that they promise. Like, you know, we all got some people that we know living in the rurals, be it like some of our cousins. For me, it's my grandma, you know, and where yeah. she is yeah. living in the yeah. place she's at, 
she like they haven't had access to running water even since like for 20 years now it's only like recently that they're doing stuff like that like being installed there but every single like time there's elections and stuff the motherfuckers roll by in big ass uh, four by fours in the mercedes they come they take pictures they dance they're at the town halls they hand out shirts like we've got spam shirts with uh pe- with people's faces on them you know for that very reason but we don't yeah. really have a lot of change like happening all around us so when you when you speak on that cycle, man, I've seen it. You know, that's some. Yeah, I feel it. I see what you mean. Yeah, pol- politicians are spin doctors. They're masters of the finesse. That's why every t- <laughs> every time they come in, because you would think it's just our politicians, but it actually happens all over the world. Like they yeah. all they all promise things because that's the formula, and it appeals to the masses. Here in South Africa, the thing that appeals to the masses is promising like RDP homes, promising um, more, uh, promising higher levels of employment, job creation. Those things are the things that like attack everyone. So it hits, and especially the people in the rural sections, because they get, they want those things the most. Like those things that they promise, they want them the most. And I just feel like, yeah. It's a very dirty game because they keep coming. They'll they'll put a new face in front of the same organization, and they'll promise the yeah. same thing, and whatever. I don't because obviously when they go out to them rural sectors and they give out stuff, they promise stuff, even though it's like to us uh, to us in more privileged pos- positions, it might seem like oh that's just like a shirt and whatever. But th- that's hope. They give they give people hope. So then mm. I feel like that's what reels some of these votes in for these guys. Like you go, you, it's a very small expense on their end, but it's securing power and a lot of money from obviously our country. So like, yeah, that's so I think, crazy. I think the biggest like thing with uh, that cycle in our country, you know, of like promises and those same promises not being kept. I think the biggest sort of thing is the promises that they make, like basic things that they should be delivering, you know, like other countries, they promise like extravagant shit. We're going to go to the moon. We're going to take over other countries. We're just promising yeah. that we're going to be fed and we're going to have like basic like stuff we need, you know? And I think that's where it becomes like very, very problematic, like here in our nation, you know? Yeah. But, you know, man, I'm not the person to solve all these issues. This is just how I feel on it. Mm. So, if I were president for a day, you know, to go back to your original question. Yeah. Mm. What would you do if you were president? Mm. That's a very good question, actually. It's kind of, now that I look at it, it's kind of like asking a guy, what would you do if you won the lotto? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are just so many issues. Yeah. Like, there's, there's so many issues around here. It's like, which one do you pick? Yeah, exactly. And also it's like, um, Cause like you know, yeah, no, you know, know, you know, speaking before you've won the lotto is like a whole different bag than like you sitting there with like a hundred to two hundred million rand. 
So even this presidential thing, like we can say now what we would like to do, but then I'm guessing like once you get into those offices and you start seeing all the problems, then it's like, yo, like this is like this, this country needs healing. Like Jesus needs to come again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because people, people always give our presidents a hard time. And I guess like, yeah, because some of them seem like they aren't trying, but obviously our current president, he's, he's implementing things here and there. Like you can see, he's trying to come up with some sort of strategies and it's just a very bad time for him to be in charge right now. But then it's like, if I was president, what would I do? Like, damn. Because also the corruption is another thing. Because like the, the president can't be everywhere at once. And yeah. corruption's already like a very, very deep. It's as sad as it is, it is to say, it's a deep culture in like our culture right now in South African culture. Yeah. Like corruption. Yeah. Like, so we drive the cops, we track the cops, we drive home affairs, we drive anyone. Yeah, it's just how we move. I don't know. Have you guys heard, heard that um story about the yeah. 200 Rand? <laughs> Uh, please sell it. Please sell it. I don't think I, I remember it right now. All right. Anyway, this guy, basically there's this guy and he, he gets 200 rand um, and he's super excited. He's like, yo, today this will be the best 200 rand I've ever had in my life. So the man goes out to eat. He eats at his favorite restaurants. Like he runs up the bill. Like uh, he he runs it up like when I'm saying he run, like bless us down he runs this thing up and he moves on he doesn't pay for the meal he moves on and he's walking still with this two hundred rand he's like yo this is fire he goes to his favorite drinking spot he drinks gets hands you know does his thing and then they tell him like yo sir it's time to pay and he doesn't pay. So anyway, the police come this time and they arrest him. And as they're taking him to jail, he, he looks at the guy and the guys, the, obviously the police look at him and he's like, hey, bro, I'll give you 200 rand. And then they're like, okay, sure, shut And they, they drop him. <laughs> and he goes... <laughs> He goes on his way. So, like, <laughs> even things like that, it's like, I guess it's a funny joke and it's more, but it's le- legit what could happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can easily pay to get it's out. It's funny, of- but this is very realistic. Especially yeah. the right now. <laughs> it is so realistic. That sounds like a real story. <laughs> oh, yo, yeah. it probably, it's probably happened like 4,000 times already. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's Damn. like, first of all, I wouldn't, oh, you know, you know what the biggest problem about being president is because you look at the immediate problems, like right now we would, you say gender-based violence pops up on your desk and you're looking yeah. at this, this huge, huge problem. <clears throat> and then the problem is because what I see, the biggest problem is um, our president He's a businessman and the security of South Africa's economy is also a huge, huge thing. 
So it's like he has this, this immediate problem that's hurting the people. And then you have this other huge problem that's hurting the country. So it's like, how do you, how do you choose to prioritize in a sense like that? Because there'll be big decisions that you have to make as someone who's in charge. So obviously not just like your family, but like a whole, a whole nation. So it's like, damn. And you face those type of problems every day because there will be people who then police brutality comes onto your desk. Then like the army brutality comes onto your desk. Then there's issues of unemployment that come sinking through. And it's like, yeah. as someone at the head, how do you make this, this? Because it won't just stain your name it'll stain your whole bloodline like your whole if you make any you, it's like a position where you can't afford to make a mistake so i don't realistically i could say all the nice stuff i would do like oh i'll try tackle this problem tackle this problem but at the end of the day i really don't know what i would do if i was president like that's a whole mm. that's a whole avalanche i think i figured it out I think I figured it out as well. I like that. If I were president, you know, for a day, I would optimize, you know, I would profish I like I'd get the schools, like every single school and the schooling system, so the highest like level or the highest standard that I possibly can. You know, because you're right, one man mm. can't solve every issue. You know, I don't feel like that's the job of a leader of a, or of a president or whatever. But I feel like a good leader should be able to put his people in a position where they're able to solve their own problems, you know? Mm. All these things we're asking, like, uh, politicians, we're asking people to solve. It's like, <laughs> honestly, it's so outside of their skill set. It's so far outside of what they know that it's like, I really can't expect them to have immediate answers, you know? Mm, so it's like, true. with a lot of issues, I feel like, so, like, citizens and people in general need to learn to rely on themselves you know need to learn to rely on each other as communities as friends as you know whatever the case is and the only way that i know to do that would be to improve education so everyone you know speaks the same language so everyone can communicate with each other so everyone is on the same page you know because mm. yeah that's how i feel i think that would be my answer yeah just improve education send the kids to school yeah definitely I think the education route is the best route, like, and especially when it comes to the subject matter of voting itself, because, and it's not just voting, like I have a bigger issue with education itself, because there's a lot of things yeah. I feel like could be taught in LO that weren't taught in LO. <laughs> like, yeah. why is it called a life orientation, but you learn nothing about life? <laughs> But yeah, yeah. All right, gents. I think we're pretty much done on that topic. Should we move on? Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead. All right. Um, topic number two. Are celebrities heroes? Dun dun dun. Mm. So what do you mean by heroes? Like, how much should we demand and expect from celebrities? Because I know, like, some people look up to them in moments 
for instance, let's use this Black Lives Matter thing as as the example. Like, should we be looking to celebrities to be talking about all these things? Well, to a degree, I, I feel like, yeah, to a degree, because mm. um, they have, maybe they have a huge following or maybe they have like different platforms that are really big that maybe go towards, yeah. you know, yeah, they got like platforms that that stream globally, and they could use that. The, they could utilize the platform to like speak on these issues, mm. so like people can join the the fight on social media or wherever it is that they can, or help out wherever they they can. Okay, UMK. So when something goes bad, right? Like. Let's say there's a crime wave, right? There's a crime wave in my city. You know, they're jacking, they're jacking every Hilux that moves. You know, they're after it, you know? So the move should be that, like, I expect, like, you know, my local rapper, you know, who's always rapping about, you know, how dope he is with hot wiring cars and shit. So, like, I should be expecting, like, I should be looking to him to sort of, like, show me which way to go in this sort of situation, you know? Like, is that sort of, like, the angle? Damn. Is that your angle? <laughs> nah, this is the way that I see it, dog. Because it's okay. like, with a, lot of, with a lot of stuff, it's like, you know, like stuff happens. You know, stuff happens and everyone's always reacting to it. Even that celebrity mm. who's on their platform with a million, two million people listening, that nigga don't know shit. <laughs> he doesn't know <laughs> shit except for everything that he's seen and, you know, done in his own life, you know? Yeah. Like, he's yeah. just like me, but, like, with more followers on Twitter, you know? That's how I see all these people, you know? Like, mm. yeah, I don't know. Like, I still feel like a lot of people, like, idolize their celebrities to a degree. Like, because a nigga spits a hot 16 or because... Uh, a woman like delivers a very moving performance or because they're very good at doing something we expect them to have like all the answers you know and i look at it and it's like i don't think so i don't think any of these people really know a lot in what they're talking about they're just people you know but, but yeah that's how i see it so you feel like they could but we can't expect them to yeah, I feel yeah, like they can yeah. if they feel like it. But even when they do act as heroes, we should be aware that it's not. It's like it's it's a more it's not Superman, it's Batman. You know, like it's that sort of hero. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's not it's not like it's not like a superhuman like feat. It's not like this person is coming with the ancient sagely wisdom that's been passed down. He's just coming with his own ideas, with their own ideas. You know. Like, they're just another voice, you know, is how I see it. They're not necessarily... Like, I'm looking at it from the perspective of a listener, you know? Like, if I'm listening on GBV, on uh, the racism that happens, if I'm sitting and, I'm, and I have, like, a choice of all these people who are telling me, okay, this is what you should do, I don't think I particularly will follow a celebrity's voice in that matter, you know? I don't feel like I trust celebrities. Do you, like, do you trust our celebrities that much? No. <laughs> Yo, let me let me jump in here. Um, yeah. First okay. of my, my how I view it is, I agree that if they have some sort of platform, I'm not saying that um just because you're a celebrity and you have a platform, you should be speaking on something. But I feel that every artist, creative, or something needs to be sending some type of a 
message or be speaking on things that obviously because a lot of a lot of their art and stuff is is messaging low-key like whether it's hustling whether it's something like and as you like let's take your example for instance the hilux and there's a guy who raps spit 16s about hot wiring cars or whatever but usually yeah. Usually in those trap situations, like the guys who, who go for that trap lifestyle, they usually always message, uh, their messaging is he was looking for a way out of that lifestyle. So they don't, some people think they glorify it, but they speaking of like where they came from to like how they are now. So they don't necessarily encourage that. So in saying that it's like, how do you go about um, sending a message? So it depends on the platform that they represent in my eyes. Like, I don't feel like every celebrity should be talking about every single um, thing that comes up because let's be real. A lot of these dudes aren't educated. Like that's when you get people saying wild stuff and then you're like, Whoa, like I'm not, I'm not sitting here. I'm not sitting here looking like, yo, where's Leon Schuster? Where's, where's Leon? Yeah. Like Leon drop some knowledge on us. Like, and I'm not here as well looking to like, some easy or something like dude that those aren't the people i want to hear from but when say they do say something and it's it's because the way i feel is that if you're going to speak up towards a movement it should always be for the movement especially if it's how everyone feels and the pain and everything that's going through it like you can't be insensitive or be a cake in incidents like this like you can't just use your platform to to just get on the bandwagon of the hashtag i feel like you have to yeah. be committed so the moment you speak on something you must be fully committed to whatever you're gonna say or whatever you're about to say and also another thing don't use your pr team like i don't get these dudes that are sending they're like oh we need to say something it's a good move for pr it's a good look for us tell them they need to yeah like no the best way to do it is to go out there and just be one of the people like also i don't want like for instance a rapper like i don't want to see a nigga putting on all his chains and going outside like yo i'm going to ride with the people like no don't. <laughs> like take stop, yeah like take everything off just like bro not even just for a day just for any time you're gonna speak mm. on it or represent it just be yourself bro like it's not time for all these people like yo and they need to see me hop out the rolls royce for black lives matter <laughs> like that not <nah>, <laughs> that's not what we need and another thing oh, another thing is yeah we shouldn't idolize them people need to understand that we are the ones that make them celebrities so we as people just need to move independently and go for these causes you shouldn't be waiting for someone to speak before you act because that's also another problem but i get it that like some people in instances they need that extra push because like obviously not everyone has that level of confidence or whatever i don't know i don't know what people be going through but for me personally 
if I believe in something, I want to push something, I'll personally do something to help that thing itself. I'm not going to be looking around like, oh, what's everyone else doing? Like, then I need to make them, what? Like, what? where's Jay-Z? I'm not there like, yo, where's Jay-Z? Like, no, yeah. I'm just going to make the movement. So, yeah, I don't, I think it's interesting to expect it. Like, say, say for, I'll use Black Lives Matter. Say for that, if you had an artist or someone that's always speaking on black topics or doing things like that, I don't think, I don't think it's good to demand it from them, especially because people like that, they've lived that whole, that's like their whole basis of the career. But I don't blame people for like expecting some sort of little movement. But at the same time, I don't think you should reprimand them for true, for, cause you don't know what they're doing. Maybe the person's donating, but not saying anything. Cause that's another thing. People want yeah. people to, to make everything public. Like, oh, how much did you yeah. donate? Oh, what were you at the protest or were you there? Ooh, two Virgils. Yeah, <laughs> two Virgils. <laughs> <laughs> he donated to Virgil. <laughs> yeah, he donated. <laughs> so, because even, oh, even when I was seeing the posts of like celebrities at the walking with the people and stuff, and I was like, dude, did this dude stop and take an IG photo? <laughs> and I was just like, this is nuts, low key. Like when you see, you know, the posed picture, when you see the posed picture, and you're like, nah, dude, like, come on. Just like be part of the people. The people will take the photos for you themselves. Like you're a celeb. Yeah. Out here with your cameraman. Like, yo, dog, get a quick snap of us here at the ranch. Trying to use it as an an aesthetic, which is very nasty. Yeah, that's super I saw a lot of people do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, BLM is an aesthetic. Yeah, for real. And and just to um, speak on that a bit more, I feel like, it depends on the type of celebrity and also the strongest thing a celebrity can do for movements is to do it on their own platform. Don't start like, cause even this black lives matter. I'm not saying every artist should drop a black lives matter song. Cause that's mad corny, but like the, dude, the dudes that feel super passionate, super passionate that they have to put something out, then they should do it. Cause usually that's when you get the best, the best messaging or the anthem for whatever's happening at the time. But then yeah. say like, say like an athlete, I don't want athletes writing paragraphs, bro. Cause let's be honest. Some of these niggas can't spell or read or write. Like they need it. Like some, I've seen thing. some, yeah, it's not your thing. Just, just when you go play on the field, wear something that symbolizes it or kneel or do whatever you need to do to like show that you support it. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like, many words are needed necessarily you know like people think oh i need to post this essay or something no it's just in times like this even gestures go a long way so yeah i I personally don't think celebrities are heroes or we should look to them to anything but i also feel it depends on what they're built on and like what their messaging has been 
Because, like, obviously, if you embedding messaging, like, oh, I'm for, like, say, I'm for the women, I'm for the females, and then GBV happens, and then you're, like, ish, and you're just, like, silent, and you're crouching somewhere under a table, or, mm. like, there's nothing, then, obviously, people are going to be looking at you, like, yo, bro, like, what happened? The females are your biggest yeah. audience. You've been appealing to them. Like, how, oh, bro, where are you now? Like, where, are, you, are you by the pausey? Like, what's happening? Like, so I understand mm. in, those, in those instances. But then people shouldn't be putting the importance on it because then you just may, it's crazy. It's like, you think this dude's Jesus. Like, why are we looking at this dude like that? Like, he's not, even if he says something, he's not going to heal you. He's not going to cha automatically change everything. So it's like, we as people need to empower ourselves as well. To jump on that though, mm. I do feel like some of these, I do feel like some of these celebrities can influence the public in a way. So if you look at Kiki Palmer, or you look at jo uh, John, I don't know how to pronounce his surname. I think it's Boyega. Mm. I, I don't know if it's Boyega know. or Boyega. But oh, Boyega. Yeah, but if you look at those Boyega. guys. Yes. But if you look at those guys who are on the front line, like they managed to draw a big influence using their, pla using their platform and just being yeah. out there in the front lines. Yeah, but you see, as I said, if they're passionate about it, then you'll see that. Yeah. And John Boyega's oh, okay. definitely, he's showing that he's all about that. And he's been preaching that as well on his platform. Like, that's been some of his messaging. And, yeah, he, yeah. He's, it's refreshing to see that from him, obviously. But it's like people shouldn't be waiting for someone like John to move so that they can move. But I understand that they have influence and especially because like he's in a line of privilege there, obviously in the UK. So that's, and you know, privileged people won't move unless like other people are moving. So yeah, I get it. But then like say for here in SA, yeah, the people here, I feel, have more power than the celebrity culture that we have here. That's just how I feel. Yeah, yeah and they say overseas, it's different. I understand that because, yeah, the people outnumber the celebs, but the celeb lifestyle is so huge there, and it's part of their, like, immediate culture. Like, here, if I see a local celeb, you're not, you're not like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, you don't even, you're just like, oh, shit, there's that dude. And then you're like, oh, damn, I just saw this dude here. But then you go on with life. Like, it's not like, oh, my God, my nigga, yo, oh, I got your, I got your Cassie Tapes Volume 2. I need a snap. I need a snap. Need a snap. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not, you're not vibing like that. Yeah, there are some. There are some. I won't deny, but it's, I'm saying it's not the majority of people. And you don't usually see swarms around um, our celebs. Like, you don't see massive or hear about massive swarms around. People. Oh, yeah, right. Like, they had that Like they had that swarm for Chris Brown when he came down here. Like, it was yeah. a gateway, I think. <laughs> they swarmed yeah. the nigga. They never swarmed on like that. <laughs> exactly so so yeah i think i think our our celebrity culture here isn't as big as it is overseas i feel like here it's more the people and also people the, it's also because our people here are probably in more pain than people overseas like with everything that's happening here so i feel like that outweighs the importance of celebrity right now that's just how i feel 
Okay, this is the final topic now, gents. Are we ready for it? What is the yeah. topic? Okay. Give it to us. <laughs> Let me deliver. Mr. D. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Pause. Pause. <laughs> no. Yo, what's the topic? Okay, topic number three. Faith as a hustle. So, before we get into what Ooh. that means, should, I, we first want to ask, I first want to ask this question. When was the last time you went to church? Mm. Before COVID? I don't know. I think Jan? January? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm about the same. But before that, it was bad. Like, it was probably the other year, Jan. Damn. No, 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 no. Actually, I'm lying. I'm lying. It was like November before that, but that's still bad. Like, damn. Yeah. You didn't yeah. go to church on Jesus' birthday? <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. But okay, no, wait, wait, wait. Before before we get to before we get to the why what's the re first of all, Lungelo, what's the reason that you know you didn't go to church for so long? Wait, what do you mean? Ever since January? Yeah. Well, me, I'm a regular churchgoer, but this year, I feel like a lot of shit just came up. Like, I got really, really busy, and then COVID happened, and obviously, yeah. Okay. I just didn't go to church. Yeah. And you, MK? Uh, the last time I went to church, man, I remember, like, sometime 2015, 2014, there was, like, this big rally-type shandis. 2014? At, uh, <laughs> at, like, King's Park. Like King's Park, like down here, you know, my my my, my cousin, my older cousin, she took me to that. You know, it was one of those like mega church stadium shandies where the whole thing is full, like it's a soccer match, and you pay like fifty nah, bucks. That's not going. What? Yeah. No, nah, that's not the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it really isn't. It really wasn't. You know, I had to, I had to, I look at this dude like speaking through a megaphone and stuff, man. I was like, damn, this is new. But that was like the last time I went to church, you know. Oh uh, well, like to a church or like to a church service. Mm. The reason why, you know, even before that, it was like mad long before I didn't go. The reason why is just because, uh, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't feel church. You know, like how do you guys feel in church? Like y'all get like a special feeling when you're in there. Mm. Damn, it's not a human. Yeah, nah, I, bruh, this is my thing. This is my thing. This first of all. The reason yeah. I didn't go to church is because I used to like church when I was growing up. And then it got to a point where low-key, I don't know, it might just be some of the churches that I was going to, but I figured that like people were very judgmental in the church culture because you get this... Facts. You get, yeah, you get this... <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Fact, yeah. You get this? Yeah, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> you get you get this like competitive Christian vibe that happens in church. And it gets weird because like you get people that are almost trying to expose each other for sinning. And they trying to prove yes. like who is the better Christian. Like, you know, like, the one ma that prays a little too long just to, like, be like, oh, yeah, Jesus will favor me more. 
Like, no, you get them type vibes, though. And it's like, dude. And then, as well, it's like the, the subtle things you notice. Because, like, you know those people that stay after church, like, to drink coffee and tea and yeah. talk? Like, that's when, that's when you find, like, ooh, and you hear them, like, ooh. You see, she came in the new in the new Hilux. She came in the new this. And then it's like, what are we doing here? It's like, what are we doing? Mm. And I've, so my thing was, I felt church was like a very human construction. Because I'm, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I do my, I pray every day now. Like I started praying more now than before I fell off. But like now I pray like a lot, like every day. And I've started reading, reading scriptures here and there, but I don't get too deep in that bag, you know, like the scriptures bag, because some people low-key brainwash themselves and they think like they need to then go preach the scripts on everyone. Because from what, from what I've taken from the Bible, it doesn't say you must force other people to be Christian. It tells you that you spread the word and if people, people will naturally come. It says people will naturally come. So like you shouldn't be out there like forcing people. But anyway, that's a whole nother bag. So basically the reason why I didn't, I haven't been to church for so long was that vibe, like that Christian competitive vibe and like the judgments, which is like, it's a, it's very, it's like being a hypocrite because like the Bible tells you not to judge others and you there with a bunch of people that just be judging each other. So it's like, wow. Mm. Like how, Sway? <laughs> this is what we do. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's me. What question do you have for us there, MK? Because you were going to say something before I started speaking. Oh, yeah. To, to answer your question, MK. Because mm. I, yeah. um, I know your question was, uh, do you feel anything when you go to church? Yeah, yeah. I will say that at some, like sometimes, you know, I'd be going through something, right? And then yeah. when I go to church, it's like, I don't know if it's a coincidence or whatnot, but like when I go to church, it's like the pastor directly addresses that situation. And it's like, <laughs> so obviously when I, yeah, so when I leave, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Like I, I understand where he's coming from and I, I see how to approach whatever I'm going through. So sometimes it, it is, I do feel something. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there because my, my thing wasn't uh, my what I was saying wasn't directed towards like the people that run the church or whatever. It was directed to like the the, the other people that go to church, like the other, church attendees itself. Yeah, yeah, the attendees. But sometimes the pastor does deliver some shit, and you're like, "Damn, how did this nigga know?" Like <laughs> I was yeah. going through this. <laughs> you're like, "Damn, today like, you have built for me." <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, you had all these questions. You went to church. You answered all of them. All of them. You're like, shit, all right. Yeah, you're like, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> G- Jesus. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you're like, damn. But, yeah, okay. <laughs> should, we get into, should we get into this topic now? Since we've all died yeah. our our faith. So yeah, now let's work. talk. Let's talk about this. Is faith a hustle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see where we go. Yeah, okay. it is. <laughs> I see yeah, where it we is. go. <laughs> it is a hustle. It is, man. <laughs> it is, man. You know, man. You know, 
Yeah. Said, yeah, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I once watched you a documentary on a man called uh, uh, Pastor Mbord. You know, I once watched a documentary <laughs> on that dude, you know. <laughs> I just yeah, watched the way the like man moves, you know. Yeah, he, he does. He'd be going to church. He'd be filling out, you know, the mega churches with, like, thousands of people and stuff. And then on Monday, he'd be going to them Gucci stores, buying, like, like mad street, like, uh, suits and stuff, you know? Yo. And it's like, damn, dude moving around in the Mercs and them Audis and them German things, you know? And it's like, yeah. like, he's really out here, you know? And I saw that, and I realized he ain't even paying tax on any of this. And it's yeah. like, damn. <laughs> damn, yeah. he's swagging. He pimping. Like, he pimping for real. And, that's, and then I went to church the next day. Then I went to church the next day. I saw my preacher, well, my priest, in like a, in, in like an Audi. And I was like, damn, like, priests just be pimping. I don't think I've ever seen yeah. a, a priest or a pastor that I looked at and I was like, yo, he looks bummy, you know? Pastors yeah, always I mean, pimping, dog. That hap- that's just the- I mean, that happens, that happens when they're starting out. Yeah. You know, the when they're starting up. out, they still got the cheap shoes. The, the, yeah, the come up. <laughs> yeah. You know, when they start out, they still have the cheap suits. Like, maybe they have that yeah. really baggy suits, the silver one, the mm, one that yeah. shines in the sun, yeah. looks like foil. <laughs> they got that one going on. <laughs> you know the suits. Like a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they, and they, have that, they have that farmer's shirt inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That chicken shirt, like, yo, dog. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, that fits is crazy. <laughs> With the toughies. He walks to church. Yeah. <laughs> he walks to church, but goes home with one of the attendants. Oh, my days. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they, they just, they just put him in the bucky at the I back with all the, when the church yeah. choir sits. Yeah. <laughs> taking them home. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> sits, with the, sits with the church choir in the bucky. But, uh, you know, <laughs> You know, faith faith is high key a hustle because churches don't pay tax. You you exempt from paying tax. So everything you make is is your lump sum of cash. And yeah. then it's also wild because <laughs> you see another thing about pastors is the they have mad kids. That's already an indication that this man is getting multiple bags. <laughs> That's true. Cause you know they'll start off they'll start off with the church every Sunday. Then you're like, okay, nice. Then next thing, hey, we introducing Wednesday. We introducing Wednesday. Wednesday night. Bible study. Yeah, and the man's like, there will be tithes and offerings. They will be tithes and offerings. <laughs> and the man, they start introducing these, like, they, then they start introducing the camps. We, we're going to be having a men's camp to um, groom all the men. And the brothers. Yeah, the brothers. the brothers. But there's a fee. They're like, yeah, it'll just be a small... 300 rand to become a godly yeah. man. <laughs> like, whoa. Whoa. Okay. Let's go. And then you start seeing all these little incentives. Then they have the women's one too. Like, yeah, we're going to have the women's camp. And then the it's like, yeah, the sisters. The sisters. My sister. My, my sister. <laughs> and then it's like, 
and you're like, damn, okay. And then the wildest times are the holidays. The holidays mm. are the wildest times. Because then that's when you see, mm. that's when you see the pastor flex time. a bit. Yeah, because that's when you see like, yeah, we got multiple Easter eggs, all this stuff for the church. We're going to have events. That, and then the man's throwing events. Christmas money. <laughs> yeah, the holy bag. He comes with the holy bag. And the next thing, the events are wild. You're like, whoa, this is like a, a festival. This is like a Jesus festival. Mm. <laughs> and then... And then Christmas comes. On Christmas, that's usually when they flex. Like you see the man hop out the new the new Merc. And you're like, huh? And he's like, yeah, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus just blessed us. Jesus. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> We are filled with his blessings. Yeah. That time six months ago, you was hitching a ride home. Oh, now he's moving different. <laughs> now he's moving mad. <laughs> with the leather and seats. <laughs> no, these are all blessings from God. Like, God. Okay. like, damn, so you and Jesus have the same birthday? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like come on, chief. Then, all oh, oh, my no. days. But let's let's talk about the moguls now. <laughs> the faith, the faith hustle moguls. Because we already, lords, yeah, yeah, the lords. Because we already know Bushiri be out here, you know what? Yeah, Bushiri. Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris. <laughs> who's, who's who's the man? Who was hey. the man who was like, um, if you go to heaven and I am not there, you are <laughs> in hell. <laughs> was like, that is not heaven. That is not heaven. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is sick. That that is man, that's wild. Nah. <laughs> Wait, nah, but you know what's nah, crazy about all of this? What's crazy? But you know what's crazy about all of this? Yeah. It's like we're yeah, clowning these people. We're clowning mm. these people. But there's a huge audience. There's like millions of people who look at these pastors and think, you know what? Like this guy is it. Like they basically look at him as he Jesus. Yeah. yeah hey. It's pretty crazy. Bro, bro. <laughs> Hey, don't look, man. I can't. Wait, 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 wait. wait. (laughs) My my aunt goes to Bushiri's church. (laughs) Oh my days! How much? How much is she paying? (laughs) Is it like a membership thing? Do you have to subscribe? Yeah, let me tell you something. (laughs) Let me let me tell you something. Bushiri ain't handing out service for free, bro. (laughs) (laughs) E wallets. No, let me tell you something. Yo, let me tell you something. Bushiri started an online church for COVID, bro. <laughs> this the subscription fee for the church yeah. is eighty rand mm. a month for the online mm. sessions. Now, okay. unlike the first first, I don't know if it's first day or first week, he got six hundred thousand over six hundred thousand subscribers, bro. Now, 600,000 times 80 rand alone is 48 million rand, bro. 48 million. That's almost 50. That's, bruh. Like, those numbers. 
a month. Like, a bro, month. That's, that's like winning the lotto every month. Like literally. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Oh damn. And it's damn, growing. Bro, I'm in the wrong job. Yeah, I'm also in the I'm about to I'm not surprised. I just Googled his net worth. <laughs> Oh snap! This is a 2019. This is this is this is a 2019 statistic. <laughs> His net worth is 150 million dollars. Oh my god! Oh, he's a billionaire. <laughs> he's a billionaire. 150 million dollars. Oh, oh damn! He's a rand billionaire. That's crazy. All of the holy word. That is damn. Bro, he he's the he's the Bible, Dr. Dre at this point. Like, <laughs> man, selling, selling them Jesus. holy beats. If I was him, I'd start selling beats by Bushiri. <laughs> he has merch. He has merch. He has like a whole store. Like, it's set oh. up like right outside his church. Like, when you walk out, it has like t shirts, like other shit as well. Like, they're always selling shit, you know? And like, yeah. and, and you're right. Uh, about them having like a huge following of people. Would like ride and die for them, you know. That's why I asked y'all mm. if like there isn't something like special y'all get from the church when y'all step in. Cause like I'm gonna be real, man. I'm kind of like you know I step in and it's like sometimes I feel like something, but most times I just sit there and I watch like the interactions happen. You know, like I just feel stuff moving around me. You know, like I'm not really moved a lot. And from the outside, it just feels like they like present stuff to you, like kind of like a show. Like they present stuff to people. You know, like as a member of Bushiri Store, like, they, like, uh, church, he gives you, like, what you need to get, and then, in return, mm. you give him, like, money, you know? Like, the way that I mm. see it, it just looks like a business. He, he literally looks like Dre. Like, he's, he's like, he's like Church Drake. That's how I see him. He's just, like, dropping it. <laughs> he's just dropping it week after week. That's just, yeah. that's just how I see it, you know? And that's, that's, that's one of the things that came me away from church from a long time, for a long time, dog. It just felt like everybody wanted my money. And I was like, damn. <laughs> damn. That's What's crazy? Moving, huh? I wanted to say, um, I think it's crazy how pastors were able to manipulate people. But I don't know if people are just gullible or it's a bit of both, but I think it's crazy how pastors were able to manipulate people in the sense that, so you know how uh, a pastor will talk about maybe a Bible, maybe you have like a scripture and then he'll, he'll elaborate on that scripture. Mm. Um, yeah. it's crazy how he's able to, t- how to interpret that in a way that comes off as false teaching, but at the same time, his audience or his church attendees believe it. Yo, yeah. So, yeah. So something, ah, happened, for example, true. let's, yeah. So for example, the, um, remember back in, I think it's 2017, 16, 15, around there where, Pastors were spraying doom on people. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. I just think it's crazy how one person can, you know, manipulate a whole crowd and convince them that, you know what, if I spray you with, with doom, your life will turn around for the better. Mm. Yeah, like your that biggest was blessing, Like your biggest blessing is waiting for you inside a can of doom. I just think it's crazy. That, I don't know how they do nuts. it. I don't know if, I don't know if people are gullible or they're just so good at manipulating people, but it just baffles me how people agree to these things. You know, man, from a skeptic's angle, you know, 
like from a skip like because i'm a skeptical like human being about like a lot of things you know like i don't just dive into stuff you know from my angle sort of like where i'm standing a lot of shit that like a lot of stuff that like a lot of religions do like when i'm looking at it it feels or it looks like equally ridiculous to me you know because like, i look at it and i don't really get it you know like obviously when you're when you're when you're kneeling and you're doing your prayers and you're getting sprayed with water and someone's saying this is holy water or when they dunk in your head like under a river and they're like yeah you're baptized you are now born again or whatever the case is whatever the like the specific sort of ritual is you know you get something from that ritual that like you know other people outside can't necessarily see i respect that like there's something that you you might be getting from that moment there might be some sort of blessing you're getting from that kind of do that moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> no, I'm bugging. Bruh, I'm bugging. No, I'm bugging. <laughs> yeah. No, Bez, I get it. Bez basically saying oh. you are a roach. You know what? You know what? To take a less <sighs> less um serious christian approach or less serious conventional approach when a baddie dips you in her water do you do you feel what do you mean okay Hold you know on, what dude. you know what <laughs> never mind yeah, wait, wait. I'm saying off topic, off topic, completely oh, okay. off topic. But like, okay, this is for MK because what he just said about okay. dunking heads in water. But like, if the baddie dunks you in her water, do you feel like a different man? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh. That's the answer. <laughs> That is a very sick reference. But you see, but you see, in some, if if I was a pastor, I could have finessed this answer. That's exactly what I'm trying to low key say. Like, okay, not any pastor. I mean, like these these hustlers, the faithful hustlers. Yeah, but no, but it would come off a bit wild. Like some people be like, oh. <laughs> like come again? Sorry, sir. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> but like Doom Doom is mad. Like Doom That's a is mad. Yeah. Like that. Wow. <laughs> I also remember an article, it's very sick. Mm. I still remember yeah. it till, till this day. Oh damn. Forgot which, which year this was, but there was an article of a pastor where he took um, women or mama, basically, to the beach, right? Mm. Had them all dressed up in skirts. And basically, he had this, rit- I, don't, I, don't, I don't even want to call it a ritual, but he had something. So basically, he uh, convinced them that if they went to the beach and they went on their knees and they arched their backs with their skirts lifted, while he ate each, <laughs> wow, this is sick. While he, while he ate their asses, I think there were like five of them or something. So basically, yeah. So he convinced them that if they did that, then 
I don't know if they'll be blessed or their lives will turn around or maybe something good will happen in their lives, but that's just the article I read. It was sick. Bro, that nigga is sick. How do you gather? Like, dude. Also, I know this is very dark, Mm. but I hate how some pastors use the Bible to get very weird sexual pleasures. See, dog, that's, that's my thing. That's why I said like how i feel about the churches and some things they feel very man constructed like man-made it doesn't feel like it's part of the divinity that comes with obviously the bible and the word and god and whatever like these things Mm. seem very like constructed because also i've been looking because like another thing no beef i don't have beef with the scriptures or whatever but i also find it weird how they keep bringing out a new testament that's like that allows things in modern days to happen because i'll be like yo where is jesus still writing like where do they have <laughs> like how are they coming with new books like i don't understand it i don't try like, yeah one, one old testament says something like, oh, this isn't allowed. Then a new one comes out, oh, this is allowed, but if it's done with faith in mind or something. And it's like, whoa, wait, what? Like, how are these like, things that's, so blurred? That's my beef, because ultimately, like, the power in all of this, you know, from getting a bunch of Obama to, 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 to pose themselves so you can eat ass. To like yeah. changing the testaments and shit. It's all about interpretation, you know, because the text, the original text that uh, the holy books are written in, be it the Bible, the Quran, or any other holy book that I don't know of, it's not in a language that we currently speak right now, you know. Mm-hmm. So in the space between reading this chandis and like translating it, like you know, just think of a sentence, this is old, you know, just like any sentence, this is old, and try to translate it into English. Uh, Okay, I can't think of one right now. But yeah. <laughs> do that exercise and you'll see how much gets lost like in translation. And then I think about like in that space where you're just like translating and you're taking things from one form to another, like across time even, like across yeah. thousands and hundreds of years, you know. The message, like I'm not saying it's diluted, but it must have like been so altered and so shifted from what it, what it was originally saying and the original intention behind mm. it you know and, and and everybody knows this to a degree you know like it's not like you read your bible with the mindset that i'm going to live my life completely by it like i'm going to follow every rule and everything you open yourself up to interpreting it with what you see in your own life and around you and what makes sense and when you open up to that interpretation and someone comes at you with a bigger interpretation or a more sophisticated interpretation that sort of fits yours that's when they have a lot of power to make you do or convince you that doing certain things is like what you need for your soul to be right you know and that's what that's just what i see from a person who's standing on the outside and just looking at the whole process like sort of happen i don't know like what's actually going on but that's how it feels like to me so off your point like I, I, there was a question i wanted to ask mm. and that is um do you feel like I know how you spoke on some of it get, gets lost in translation, but do you feel like some of these some of these uh, teachings were altered to control people? Most definitely, yeah. Like the whole king of that's why that's why that's why. Okay, I might be wrong on this. <laughs> My history is a bit fuzzy, but that's why there's 
different versions of the Bible, like the King James Version came around. Because, like, that's why there's so many different versions, not versions, but there's so many different churches as well. Because each church comes with its own specific set of rules which they follow. And depending on the social and political climate of the time, different rules need to be altered. So they will be altered. Like looking at England, where I won't say Christianity started, but what really, like, England is the, is the place that got Christianity to, the, to, to, to me, basically, to us here in Africa, you know? Mm. So looking at how it spread in England and the times in which it spread and the ways which each successive king and each successive uh, pope, like, communicated and altered it so that it fits with their specific agenda, it's very political, you know? It's incredibly political. It's written, well... I can't even say it's political because it's political to the time it was written in. As it was written mm. in. As a person who was standing outside of that time, all you're really seeing is two people. It's like a king trying to tell the subjects what to do. Well, that's how I feel when I read some of this shit. Like, some of this shit feels like, like, it literally feels like a president is in my head and telling me, no, don't do that, do this instead, you know? So, mm. yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that is, that is interesting because... Even amongst Christians, there's different type of Christian, um, Christians, Jesus. But there's like, <laughs> because there's the Anglo Christians, which is obviously like the main branch that was there, I'm guessing, in, the, in England. And then you get the Catholics, then you get the Methodists, then you get now the Charismatics. Like there's all these what? different... <laughs> Yeah. What's the charismatic? That's the charismatic. Yeah. yeah. Don't you know what a charismatic Christian is? That's basically nah. like that's basically like most. You <laughs> these niggas are laughing. <laughs> but that's basically what is that? those are the people that move in the word and the confidence of the word. Like they they spread it, obviously within. I don't know the, uh, Don't quote me on this again because like this is mad but it it is a thing it is a thing <laughs> it is a thing bro you must look it up but basically my point is just to add on to what you were saying there are so many departments as well in being a christian and it's it always comes off odd because it's like each subheading was made to fit a certain type of lifestyle which is yeah. like it makes you look at the Bible like, damn, I thought like you were the, like the one thing that determined like a lot of stuff. But now all these people are obviously, however they choose to interpret the Bible, they're making like these, these other genres, I guess, of Christianity. So it becomes mad. And then that's when you get these guys who come in like, hey, the Christians, they're not all one. So we can hit a quick finesse here, you know? They're coming in to hit a lick. <laughs> the men are coming in to hit a lick. Yeah. Like, yo, let me set up something real quick, see what happens. Next thing, man's making 15 million rand a, a, a month. Like, that's wild. So it's like, Those damn. Mm. Then it, then it um, leads me to ask the question, like, why is it that, because obviously we're, we're three black people, three black men, three black males, whatever. So now it leads me to ask, like, why, why do us as black people have so much confidence in faith? Because many households are I like, feel like I feel like from where, uh, from where a lot of our families come from, 
like a lot of them relied on faith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, with, 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 with whatever they had going on back then, maybe during apartheid, uh, times were really tough, and faith was like their go-to. Maybe even after apartheid, when they needed money to, you know, pay rent mm. or whatever, faith is what they leaned on. Mm. So I guess, yeah. So I guess it's, so it's, it's always been thing. That, yeah, it's always been there. So Adam told Lungia to say, I feel like, you know, man, when you have like nothing, you know, like when you have rock bottom, like even in these times, which we're at like right now, with everything yeah. happening around the world and our nation and down the street and everything, you know, like if you don't feel like it's like if you put your faith in these politicians, in these celebrities, in these people who are always letting you down with, you know, their promises and whatever, if if you don't, like, you need a way to live your life, you know, you need to know that certain mm. things are going to happen when you wake up, when you go to sleep, you need to know that you're going to wake up again, you know, you need mm. to know the sun's going to rise, and, like, otherwise you just can't function, you're going to be mad, you're going to be mad if you expect every single day to be completely different, with no sense of, like, order or anything to it, you know, like, no stability, no reliability to your world, you know, like, and I feel like that's where we are, like, things are so unstable right now, like, around the world, like here in our nation, like things are so murky in terms of what's going to happen. And I feel like in these times, you know, more than hope, just feeling like there's somewhere to stand on, you know, somewhere you can be firm and be like, this is who I am, this is what I believe, and this is what I hope to have next. I feel like that's worth a lot to a lot of people. That, that, that's, mm. that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, I agree with you there because um, when, you, when you look, like say you look at the Bible objectively for those like who don't, believe obviously whatever atheists whatever when you look at the bible objectively it's a set of readings that are sort of like a guide on how to just live a life of fulfillment that's like what i see it as because it's funny because you see people who you like for example you see people who don't believe in god or the bible or whatever you look at them and at some at some point in their life, they reach the conclusions that the Bible already states in it. Like, say they get yeah. older and then they're like, oh man, nah, I can't be holding on to grudges. I can't be hating people. Yo, fuck this. Yeah, I can't be cheating. I need to be a better person. Man, yeah. all my haters, I love you. They're like, oh my haters, <laughs> I love you. They get to like that point of like where it's like, um, be grateful for what you have, things like that, like that point. So then when you look at it, it's literally like just a guideline on how to live a fulfilling life. That's what it is. And now... When you go on to the, the, the topics of hope, and when you, as you said, celebrities, politicians, they've all failed us. But not once in the Bible does Jesus or God or whatever fail the people. So that is, that is interesting. So it, it, it's almost created this like totem pole in, in the homes that like we're all raised in. And as you guys said, like all these events, these like hectic heavy events that have happened throughout time and even right now, like that is the one thing that would be like, oh, this has never failed us. And even because when you think about it, people, we go through many lifetimes as we live. 
And the way the Bible is like, when something good happens, the people are told to like, obviously you give thanks and you accept it and you obviously pray and things will always get better if you move in the faith. So when, because in a lifetime you can go through many, many bad times. But the thing is, when you go through those many bad times, you come out of them. And at that point, you're like, oh, the prayer saved me and whatever. So, yeah, I agree with exactly what MK was saying. That's the, that's the thing that has, like, kept and Lungelo, because you're also saying it's the one thing that's provided hope for us. So, yeah, you yeah, can see that. But then now it's interesting as well because we're reaching a stage in life where you can see like the number of atheists are rising. Like, let's not be like, because there are people who are believing and obviously, um, like the people who are like, I don't believe in the in God or whatever, but I believe in affirmation and all those things like that. Like they believe in universal powers and all that. Like MK, that's your bag, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not my bag. <laughs> that's not my bag like necessarily but like um okay. like to clarify sort of like what i believe man oh you know i was created because i'm here i'm a creation there's a creator mm. in the same way that like and that creator is everywhere is what i believe the air that i breathe the water that i drink the life that i live is creation's creator you know what creator's mm. creation it's all one thing and i'm a part of that you know like different people they guide me they like push me in different directions but they're not my creator you know they're not my god they're not they're just people they're just mortals all they all are just mortals you know like there's a voice that i can hear that speaks to me from time to time and i believe in that that makes me slightly crazy because why i'm so like calm when it comes to like some of the some of the really wild shit that people do for their faith because like as much as faith is a hustle it's also a form of insanity <laughs> like straight up it's a form of like pure utter madness you know believing that all these things which don't make sense are still gonna work out and be good at the end that's still like for me like when i look at it when i think about it that's like whoa you know so when people like are caught doing wild shit like like how you say that like it's a guide to living your life you know mm. it's a guide to living your life or whatever if your life is going so horribly and things that have been happening to your life are so horrible and it's so left and it's so like outside of what you imagine to be possible if somebody comes to you with a solution that's also outside of what you imagine to be possible i can see how in that moment you might you know be willing to take that chance so yeah i hope that answered the question but what i wanted to speak on very quickly was i've always found it interesting um because he was talking about like nowadays how people are going atheists and stuff what i found in a lot of uh black black homes you know and a lot of black families is a lot of people are finding a conflict between sort of like the christian belief and the traditional beliefs you know and that's just something i find interesting yeah that is that is interesting and just to say what you were saying that um uh it's a form of insanity it is low-key when you said that i was like that is crazy because we give we give unconditional love to something without even knowing how to love ourselves. Like that is pretty intense. So yeah, when you said that, I was like, whoa, okay. 
because that is that is deep like you're just giving your whole future towards something so i guess from because i'm trying to put myself in your perspective so i guess like when i see it from that angle it's interesting and to the traditional side i want to ask you guys like has there ever been are there people that use tradition as a hustle like let's get into that bag for a bit Mm. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> some bombers who be moving mad reckless out here, dog. <laughs> hey, dog, there's some crazy some bombers out here, dog. Yeah, wait. Some, I'm not, crazy let's, let's not I'm get not too deep. The tr- I'm, not, I'm not educated. Yeah, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is your second strike. This is your second strike. Yeah, I need to relax. I let, let's run it back. Let's run it back. Okay, okay. Let's leave that domain. Forward. Yeah, we don't. Yo, <laughs> that's, that's too crazy. Got my hands up here. Pray for us, man. <laughs> what do you What do you call dudes that are chak? What do you call chakra dudes? Are they chakra mans? Chakra man. out some some people who have some stuff to say on both of these topics and yeah. they can educate us more on how that but hopefully i just hope it's someone like that can be objective like i don't, I don't want someone to come in here you are going to Bye. hell <laughs> <laughs> like yo chill <laughs> yeah, i want someone extremely biased so yeah because we have to the whole point here is to have open conversations and also for us to learn something hopefully from the conversations that we have and also to provide entertainment of course but yeah i don't know i mean i, I don't i don't have anything else to say i don't know about the two of you guys if you can think of anything this is no. because of, this is bad because i feel like this was a bit of a sketchy episode like it was a bit risky uh so we're just talking, we're just sharing our thoughts so people know just like what is the average guy in your country, what might they what might they think about like some of the things we see around them, you know. If we're wrong, we're wrong, and that's cool, you know, I don't mind getting educated. But this is what I think and this is what we believe, and yeah, that's all there is to that. Hi, mm. you can outro it's us. Purely bro. observations and not facts. Yeah. yeah, no facts, just truths. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> So closing it off, um, I'm gonna ask y'all a couple of questions as the audience. You know, y'all can holler back via DMs. Y'all can hit us up on Twitter. You know, hit us up on WhatsApp. So let us know. Um, the first question is: Have you ever changed yourself for a hun or for a guy? If you are a hun, 
Like, have you ever been in a situation where you had to change part of yourself to be with someone? Um, and have you ever seen a bummy pasta? Like, that's one thing that I don't feel like any of us has really gone to. I don't think I've seen one. I don't think the guys have seen one. Let us know if you've seen, seen one. And last but not least, I just <laughs> want to know what do you believe in, you know, as a person? Because, as I said, there's a bit of conflict that I've seen and I'm just interested in, like, you know, where do most people stand? have like a demographic for that i just like to know what do you believe in as a person so yeah hit mm-hmm. us up on twitter or at podcast cancel and yeah thank you for tuning in peace peace